Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning 101. And welcome in to Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. Terry Slavin's with you on this cooler Monday morning. You know, if you don't like the weather in Texas, just stick around. It'll change. What, 90 yesterday, high today, around 70. Yeah, I think Montana has one up on us, though. We got a picture this morning of what it looked like outside of Papa and Grandma's house, and it was white. White snow. White, and like like thick white, not just <laughs> like a little white. It was white. A lot of white. I thought, wow, October. So, uh, you know. That's why you go in July. Yeah, that's why we don't go up there too much, <laughs> unless we unless we have to, right? So, <laughs> but. Uh, Angela back with us. Yes, yes. It's, um, and we got a great show lined out. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by telling on myself. Uh, this morning, in a way, I guess. So I want to I want to tell you about a story about my son, uh, my oldest son, Seely. Um, we try to do something money wise, of course. Here I am, yes, of course. We try to teach him about money, and so we got our mortgage statement. You know, we hadn't talked about debt, and I thought, well, this would be good training. So I, I showed him and showed, okay, this is what we owe the bank. I said, this is what the bank charges us. Why does the bank charge you? Well, they gave us this money and we have to pay it back so that we could afford this place. We couldn't pay it out of cash. Little face just crinkles up and he's watching me real intently. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just continue on here. So I said, okay, so this is the payment that we make to the bank. And we make this every single month, every month. (laughs) I said, yeah, every single month. He goes, that is not fair. And I said, well, why isn't it fair? And he said, well, why do you have to pay the bank? And I said, because they gave us the money so that we could buy more property and so that we have to pay them back. That's our commitment. And we pay them um, what we owe them plus what's called interest. And that's what builds up. He goes, well, mommy, that doesn't make sense. I said, well, what do you mean it doesn't make sense? He said, you told me if I want something, I just need to save my money and then I can go buy it. That's like, oh, I <laughs> was not prepared let's, for this let's one. Let's get a loan at the bank for that. Car, I <laughs> yeah, that was not prepared for this one at all. Um, but you know, it's a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about today: money not being complicated, right? And it reminds me about what the you know um, what God says. He says, "Come to me as a child." you know, with those questions. And I think sometimes the things that happen to us, especially the more successful we get, we forget the simplicity of money. We just start thinking it has to be complicated. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. I'm waiting for the day that my son acts like our our cousin goes to uh, his dad and says, Dad, I, I really want a new bike. And he tells him, he says, well, why do you think you need a new bike? He says, because it's going to be able to save you money. And he said, well, well how's it going to be able to save me money? And he said, because I won't wear out my shoes as fast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, we, but we don't, we, we get away from that kind of thinking. Sure. We get away from those piggy banks type of thinking, right? And we make things complicated. And when we do that, who's the first people that we go to to seek advice? Give me some names. Give me some ideas. To seek advice? Yeah. On money. Money? Yeah. Uh, parents? 
parents. Yep. Maybe a sibling. Yeah. Sibling. That's possibly. right. Uh, if you're Tim the Toolman Taylor, you go to the fence, right? You yeah. peek across the top. Yeah. <laughs> Conversation. Your neighbor. Your neighbor. Yeah. That's right. And uh, so there's an article. And this was in Forbes magazine, by the way, uh, back in September 2017. And it was titled, People to Never Take Financial Advice From. Probably your parents, your siblings, uh, people across the fence. Yeah, so these people include your co-workers and close friends. Yes. Okay. Yep. Your family members. Yeah. Bingo. People with more money than you. Why is that? Why would you think that you wouldn't take advice from people with more money than you? Because people with more money than you may not understand your specific situation. That's right. That's right. Yep. And people who will sell you financial products. Get you some of that. Mm. Okay. And I think we're all guilty of that at one time in our life that, you know, we go to tell somebody what we want and we forget what tool they have in their tool belt and it might only be one tool right i'll pick on insurance agents i could do that because i actually have an insurance license obviously that's not our our bread and butter business but if you go to an insurance agent and all they can do is sell you insurance is it really their fault that what they're going to advise you on is to buy insurance, insurance? Yeah. or is it yours <laughs> you got to think about that one, right? You know somebody else you should never get advice from. Who is that? Google. Oh, Google, yes. You know what? <laughs> they need to update this list. And this was written in 2017. I can't believe that's not on there. But that's so true. Yes. Because you can actually Google question the way you want the answer to come out, right? That's exactly right. So why is it, though, that we do this? It's puzzling to me. And I, I know, you know, I believe if I, if I have my my way about it. I think we should put, you know, financial education as core curriculum in our schools, because I think it's critical that children learn how to do what my son does, right? Save before you spend. (laughs) Obviously, he's teaching mom again. Um, But, you know, I think that's critical for them to learn where money comes from, how much money is actually something, what it actually means. You know, if you hand a kid $10, do they really understand what the value of that $10 is? No. No. And we've gotten totally away from that. And the reason I know we've gotten away from that in particular is if you look at our credit card debt in this country, it's horrible. Okay. It's absolutely horrible. Well, why is it horrible? And I don't think it's because of the credit card companies. I don't think it's having credit cards because credit cards have been around for a long time. I think it's because it's been a replacement mechanism from cash. You know, if you think about if I gave you a $100 bill and I said, okay, Terry, this is what you have for this week to spend. You're going to make it work. You're going to make it work. And you how much are you going to... You right, right. Hurt. When you go to the grocery store, are you going to look at the price tags? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you might buy the store brand instead of the name brand. <laughs> That's exactly Because right. I can buy more store brand than I can name brand. That's you know, exactly right. Another thing, Angela, and I hate to interrupt you, but I really think the credit card thing goes back 20, 30 years ago with the advent of the debit card. Yes. Because it devalued cash. Yes. I mean, it really did. And, and then you have... The overdraft protection thing, and that can snowball on you. But kids today don't understand yeah. cash, and a lot of the kids graduating they wouldn't know how to write a check. That's exactly right. You know, you said it right there when you said the overdraft protection. 
what we've done as a society, and this is really in every area of society, is we've let people not suffer their consequences. Think about it. Yeah. If there was no overdraft protection. You don't get it. Yeah, right. There's no, there's no, the consequences aren't. You know, invalid, right? Going to send back. It's not going to work. But, you know, you're right. We don't learn to uh, balance a checkbook anymore. We don't learn to budget. We don't learn to think about what we're spending at the grocery store. I would like to know how many young college kids actually go to the grocery store and add up their grocery bill before they get to the counter. Because I know I did. I worked on tips, so I only had cash. And that might be why I'm such a good budgeter, right? But the fact is, is cash is actually your friend. It can help your children. And we're taking it out of their lives. So even if it's not cash, how can you teach them, you know, what that value of that dollar is? And that really needs to have some food for thought. It's very important to do that. But, you know, I think in right in today's world, most of our clients and, and their kids are, are, you know, boomers and millennials or, you know, great generation and generation Xers or whatever they are. We're kind of past that point of being able to hand you that $100 of cash and go retrain yourself, right? right? So, you know, now the only answer is, well, it's complicated and it creates emotion. It creates emotion because you become stressed about it and you become stressed about it because you don't handle your money wisely and you don't handle your money wisely because it's too time consuming and it's too time consuming because you've left it as the bottom of your priorities. Sure. Whew. That's a painful statement to make, right? So when we come back on Life Planning 101, we're going to talk about money not being complicated, getting back to the basics and being able to make a great start for 2021, but you got to gear up for it. And we're talking cash. Yes, <laughs> cash, right? That's a long lost word. <laughs> cash. Cash, yes. Yeah. The crazy thing is there are places that aren't taking cash. Oh, yeah. Anymore. Yeah, I probably shared this before we were at a, a convention. My dad and I were in this guy. Oh, gosh, I cannot think of the name. Jason Dorsey is his name. And he does uh, speaking on generations and like in the workplace and stuff. And it was really, he was very, he's a comedian. It was very funny. And my dad sitting over here as a boomer, you know. And he was poking fun at all the generations. And he got to talking about the boomers. He says, and every single one of you boomers, you got a pin in your shirt pocket right now, just in case you need to sign the check that you don't even have on you. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Maybe you do have it on you. It's in your money clip with all that cash that you can't even spend anywhere because they don't take it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And so we were laughing, 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 laughing. We came home and got back, you know, flew out to Kansas for this event. So we came back. We're headed to Joseph A. Banks. He needed to exchange some stuff. And uh, he found, I think it was a a shirt or something he was going to buy. And he goes up there and here comes the money clip. Cash coming out and the gentleman's like um um sir sir we don't we don't take cash <laughs> no joke no joke so you're real i mean this is a real society that we're living in but it's also creating a real problem it's creating a real problem because it's a figment of money and it's making money complicated and we've got to find a way to be able to get back to the basics of money get back to the basics of you know, okay you've got your cash 
that you spend. You have your savings to spend. So you will be able to save up to something to go buy something. Man, is that a long lost concept, right? Who would have thought that? Now we just buy it, buy it and put it on credit, right? Okay. So bass backwards. Can I say that on the radio yeah. show? So <laughs> then you go and then you have, um, you know, your, your retirement savings on top of that, right? And, and we should have that. We have our giving money. It should be that simple. Four little buckets. Right. Four little buckets in our life. Do you think about your money in four buckets? No. No, you probably don't at all. Who does? Who does? And, you know, I caution you because we're entering, um, would you say this is a volatile time in our country? (laughs) Slightly. Slightly. Uh, Slightly. Right. Okay. So would you say emotion is running high? Absolutely. Absolutely. Would you say people do dumb things when emotions are high? All the time. All the time, right. I would agree with you on all those things. So here we are before an election. No matter which side of the aisle that you sit on, the answer is the same for both. People are worried about the other party getting elected. Very worried. The answer about money is the same for both. The basics don't change. If you're cash confident, if you don't have a lot of debt, you have your savings to spend, you've built your retirement nest egg, and by the way, you have someone actively helping you with that, and I'll talk about that here in a second with the elections, and you're doing everything you can that you want to be doing, what do you have to worry about? Nothing. Are those pretty simple things to do in life? Yeah, they are. My son... We have buckets. We literally have little plastic containers I bought on Amazon. And have little white lids. And we put at the top, we put spend, save, invest, give. Every dollar that he has come in, we split it into those four buckets. When was the last time that you actually took the last dollars you did and did that with that money? (laughs) No, we don't do that. But did we learn to do that? Some of us did. And why have we gotten away from it? It worked, didn't it? Was it successful? Yes. Absolutely. If I know my son, I'm so proud of him, and now he's negotiating with Grumps, Jim, (laughs) about his uh, iPhone, right? And we told him he's been saving over a year because we started this at his last birthday, and this was really important to him. He wanted a phone, and we told him, you're not going to get service. You're going to have a phone, but you're going to only be able to use it on Wi-Fi. And uh, that's completely fine. And you got to know that if that phone breaks, what happens? Out of luck. Out of luck, right? So we coached him through this process. Well, he still wanted to save for it. And so Grumps went and traded his phone. And he's got this used phone for him to purchase. And they're in negotiations. And I tell him, okay, don't let Grumps rip you off. We're learning how to look at Google. (laughs) All this. And my dad, of course, loves it when I'm sitting there saying that. But I said, well, if you don't teach him, who's going to teach him? Someone needs to teach this little boy how to negotiate, right? And uh, it, But he's very, very, very proud of being able to have waited this long, save that much money to be able to purchase this phone. It's a big thing for him. And he'll take better care of it because and, of that. And he will take better care of it because of it. When was the last time we waited to buy something? Woo! Yeah, this is really a, not a fun show for some people, really. Is it? Yeah, I had a, a, a boss at one time tell me, he says, getting close to Christmas and... Uh, his family was asking, what do you want for Christmas? And he says, nothing. He mm. said, because if I want something and I can afford it, I go get it. That's right. Yeah, we've become a society that there is no more the longing. 
to have something. I remember, and I, you know, um, I'm a big believer in family stories. We've talked about this on the show before. If you want to create good family roots for your whole family, use stories. I remember my pa telling me stories of the depression, right? And my dad grew up basically in a a poverty-stricken home and, you know, having one pair of jeans one pair of shoes With and the then you know two two shirts and yes so, so i want you to think about your kids as you're getting them ready for school this year how multiple, much did you yeah multiple outfits it's crazy isn't it how our world has changed what we've become and not necessarily for the better no it's not for the better i would agree with that 100 percent because here we are as americans and our focus right now is on everything negative everything negative in this country not on what we need to be focused on, the future. Yes. Not on the foundations. So when we come back on Life Planning 101, I have food for thought. You're not going to want to miss, and you're going to want to make sure that you tell your children, their children, and their children this one line, and it will help them so much in life. You don't want to miss it right here on Life Planning 101. Where does the time go? Final segment. I know. One Angela has some great advice for us in this final segment. Yes, and I promised you a little um, a side note in that last segment, and I want to make sure I get to it talking about the election and, and your retirement investments, your future investments, because I think this is so important, and it really goes back to keeping things simple. You know, we've talked about this so many times on the show, but I think there is a lot of worry. There's a lot of worry today, no matter what I'll you're sitting on and and I really think all that's media driven I think as a country we're a lot more middle of the road than we like to believe we are but you know the reality is is that just because someone gets elected doesn't mean our whole economy is going to fall apart and you might hear that and you might want to argue with me and what I didn't say I didn't say that things won't be different I didn't say that there's not going to be a different trajectory. I didn't say that different companies wouldn't succeed and different ones would fail. I said our whole economy is not going to fall apart. It'll be different. It'll be different. And if it's different, then what your investment advisor should be doing is helping you plan for different. Because if you sit on the sidelines and you do nothing, then you're going to guarantee you go broke safely, especially in a no interest rate environment. Sure. Just saying. Okay, so let's get back to the back to the business because we will have Aaron on the show again before the election, which yes. I know everybody's going to want to hear. Let's get back to you know keeping money simple. And I heard something. Everybody knows I love Stephen Furtick. I listen to him all the time, and he was talking in terms of uh, spiritually, but I think this applies in terms of financially. Short term success might mean long-term failure. I want you to really think about those words. How many times have you seen someone go on a diet and have short-term success? Only to gain back more than you lost to begin with. That's right, because they did it the wrong way. Yeah. Right? How many times have you seen someone work out and do that same thing? Or, you know, there's so many different analogies you can make here. And money is no different. You might get short-term relief refinancing your home right now because interest rates are low and paying off all your credit card debt, and that feels like short-term success, but you didn't fix the problem, so now you just got a bigger piece of debt, and if you keep doing the same thing that you've always done, you're going to end up in the same place but worse. It's long-term failure. 
So really, the basics are this. If you want something, save to spend. Save to spend. Tell your children that. Tell their children that. Save to spend. We've gotten away from that, but that's so critical. You've got Christmas coming up. Save to spend. How many people don't, will go into credit card debt? Right. Don't Christmas? start January off on a bad foot. Don't do that to yourself. Why do that to yourself? Why put that stress on yourself? Save to spend. Maybe you need to do homemade gifts this year. Maybe you need to give the gift of giving, and that giving be your time this year more than your money. We're in a year of COVID-19, okay? Ain't nothing that says you have to do something a certain way. Old leases can be broken, and now is the perfect time and excuse to break them, right? right? So if you have struggled with this in the past, why not cut a new lease with your family this year in COVID-19? Why not look at the world around you as it is today hurting, hurting, hurting and in pain and stressed and fearful and give the gift of giving rather than a gift of debt to yourself, right? You can make a change. And how much much trickle-down effect would that possibly have for you? Unknown. (laughs) Unknown. Absolutely. So, But unless you do it right now, right here, right now with your kids and their kids and whoever it is, and it doesn't matter if you're a matriarch and patriarch and you've got three generations under you, you can do this. It doesn't matter if you're two generations, your grandpa and grandma, you can do something different. It doesn't matter if you're um, mom and dad. You can do something different. We cut an old lease last year with our kids. We said, would you rather have Christmases and and all these gifts, or would you rather that we go as a family and spend time together and do something fun over the holidays? Guess what my kids have chosen? Fun. Fun, right? Family time. Memories. Memories. How much more is that than just a bunch of gifts underneath a Christmas tree, right? It doesn't mean that Santa doesn't come visit or a, a gift isn't given by a, a grandmother or grandfather. It doesn't mean that they get nothing. But I think we've, we've overdone it just a little bit. We, which, uh, yeah, just, just a tiny. I mean, have you been to Walmart since the Halloween stuff's been out? Come on now. Really? They say they sell more at Halloween than they do at Christmas? What is the deal with that? What are we craving in life? Are we just looking for a place to swipe our credit card? Or have we actually, have we forgotten the circumstances or, or the consequences of that? Because there is consequences to that. And it's not just your consequences. It's what you're teaching the following generations to follow you. So maybe you need to pull out the four buckets. Maybe you need to look at those four buckets. There's an old system around that people have used, the envelope system. The envelopes. Yes, your buckets are envelopes. Maybe you need to go back to a cash system. People don't accept cash. That's fine. Maybe you have a credit card envelope that as soon as you spend the cash, you put the money in the credit card. How about that? That's a thought. There's a lot of things that you can do. There's a lot of research and a lot of things Google can be good for <laughs> so if you use it that way. The bottom line is that you can't make the excuses. Money doesn't have to be complicated. And the only reason it gets complicated is because you make it that way. Maybe we'll have lighter information next week on Life Planning 101. (laughs) You don't want to miss it. We appreciate all of you as listeners. God bless you. And uh, as we enter this uh, fall season, gearing up for the holidays, um, help your family, help your future, not just this year. 
Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.